0: Welcome to What You're Reading, Dude. It's Lisa, Jamie, Lauren. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figure this is a good time to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Let's get into it.
1: already talked about this, but have you seen any of the How I Met Your Mother? How father? I Met Your Father? Your father? <laughs> yeah, no, but I,
2: yeah, I opened up Hulu, like, when was it? A week or two ago, and I was like, wait, what? And then it was just, like, Hillary Duff's face, and I was like, double, wait, what? And so <laughs> I have not watched any of it.
1: They've been pushing the ads really hard at me on Instagram. Mm. Interesting. I wonder, or,
2: like... Maybe I'll give it a try. I watched How I Met Your Mother back in, like, high school and college or whenever. Yeah. It was, like, same. getting towards the end and it was getting big. But I tried rewatching it, like, a year or two ago. And I'm like, how did I watch this?
1: I think this I feel Not the that same. Funny. Yeah. And the reboot feels very similar to the original. But it just, in in today's, like, day and age, it doesn't feel right. Like that- the humor just feels too silly. <laughs> so have you guys
2: watched no. an episode or two? I watched, yeah. like,
0: two. I thought I was watching the pilot, and it was some random show. <laughs> like, it was, it was some... I don't even know which episode it was. It was not the pilot. But then I started to <laughs> watch funny. the pilot. And Lauren, you've watched a couple, right?
1: Yeah, I think there were only two out when I watched it. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm here for Hilary Duff, and I'm yeah, here yeah. for, like... I, you know, I like the idea of like a show like that in New York, but I, I feel the same as Lauren, just like, this is a little, this doesn't really work with where people are right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was
1: really, I was thinking about it because I was like, why, why are like reboots typically so much worse than the original? Like yes. reboots just don't <laughs> always. really do well. And I think it's because they're like trying to make this show over again, like it was when it originally came out but it's like you know 10 years down the road now and that style of show just doesn't I don't know I was like it's not any sillier than the original it just the original just it fit into that like era
0: (laughs) right? a couple things with the original too Uh, like Ted you know is seen as like the main character but then Mm. after it's all said and done it's like he's kind of an anti-hero in a way like he wasn't great like if anything he was like a cautionary like he was problematic (laughs) anyway you know and like uh, with the plot twist of the original show it just felt like a like a really unique instance in time and like you were saying too Jamie, we're like it was really funny in the moment i don't think it's aged super well and i loved this show you know same Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i don't
1: I've thought about rewatching that one, and I don't think I could. Yeah, I don't think I, I could watch it again.
0: Are any I, of the original writers know. on the staff?
1: I don't know anything about the That's reboot. A good I just question. I saw it popped up on my Instagram, and I was like looking for something to watch like a couple weeks ago, and I just turned it on. Like, but I don't know anything about it. Hmm. Actually, I didn't even know it was like a thing that it was coming back. <laughs> yeah, I yeah,
2: literally no idea. And then I, like, that same day, I was like, sent it to my college friends who we used to all watch it. Right. Did you guys know this was a thing? And they're like, what the hell? Like, no. (laughs) Had no idea. So, just quite the shock.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I haven't decided if I'll watch a few more. It's also interesting when shows now decide to come out week by week, especially like a reboot. I wonder if that's going to cause them to not do super well because, like, they'd have to be, like, really catchy in the first couple episodes versus, like, if you can binge a whole season, you have a season to, like, kind of fall in love with the characters or Mm -hmm. something. But I felt, I kind of felt this way about the Gossip Girl reboot, too. Like, I'm like, I watched two episodes and feel kind of whatever about it not like I don't I didn't hate it but I didn't like it enough to like wait for the next episode remember yeah (laughs) yeah like
0: remember it's really unfortunate because the cast of both of those I think is really strong and I would love to watch a show by the same cast like How I Met Your Father cast I'm like if this was not like a reboot of the show and just happened to be a new show with all these people that took place in New York like, that would be yeah. great. You'd have a, like, a clean slate. You can do whatever you want, you know? get mm-hmm. worried they're, like, too boxed into that This style. format. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I agree. Yeah.
0: Good point about binging, though, and, like, the amount of time someone will give a show when it's week by week yeah. versus, like, okay, I can get through 10 episodes. We'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, I'll watch, you know half a season in one night and (laughs) especially even if i don't know 20 minute shows yeah even if i don't like it that much like it's passing the time and you know it's whatever but to like remember to come back to a show i don't know our like tv watching habits are so different now than they were 10 years ago
0: (laughs) yeah big time well good luck to hillary duff no (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love hillary dove i want I to do be too. on more
1: you know? I do too. well this week we have a bring your own book bring yeah. your own what media what? <laughs> yeah so yeah we have a grab bag of fun things <laughs>
0: <laughs> some heavy some light really choose your own adventure
1: <laughs> yeah and i guess i'm going first
0: yeah, <laughs> we're going to start heavy, and we're going to get progressively lighter. Yeah. As we go through. <laughs> so just strap in.
1: Just strap in. Yeah, so I read a memoir, classic. I love the memes. Oh, the memes. <laughs> I read the memoir called Unfollow, a memoir of loving and leaving extremism by Megan Phelps Roper. So Megan Phelps Roper is... She was a part of the Westboro Baptist Church. Her grandfather is Fred Phelps. Oh. I guess he kind of started the church. I can go into that a little bit. but oh, interesting. It's, it's primarily the Phelps family that's a part of the Westboro Baptist Church. And so it's about her growing up in the church, in, like, her family that was a part of this extremist, very extremist religion, and then leaving, deciding to leave, Mm. which meant not only leaving the religion and the church, but also being excommunicated from her family. So it's very heavy. It's very interesting. I always gravitate towards, like, cultish type topics I know like we've talked about that before but it's also adds a level of intrigue that it's like an extremist Christian church and I grew up in the church so it's always kind of interesting to learn about like the really extreme versions of Christianity (laughs) so it had been on my bookshelf for a really long time and I just decided to pick it up a couple weeks ago I will say the first half of it was Kind of slow, but then when it started getting to the part where she was, like, trying to de- decide whether or not she was going to leave, it got, it got like, real juicy, and I just, Ooh. like, wanted to keep reading, Ooh, and I was okay. like, what is going to happen? So, I wrote down a little bit about the Westboro Baptist Church, because I, I kind of knew a little bit about it, as you guys probably did, too, but I didn't know, like, really what, who they were. Mm-hmm. I just knew that they were, like, an extremist kind of hate group. They're known yeah. for the, like, picketing. They're, like, they're super anti-homosexuality. They, like, carry the signs that say, like, God hates mm-hmm. um, Like, really derogatory, horrible signs. Yeah, so that's all I really knew about them. But, like I said, it was started by this dude, Fred Phelps, who... I don't know if he was always like super extreme but he became a pastor he's also like really smart he was a lawyer I don't remember his whole backstory but he becomes the pastor of this church in Topeka Kansas there are like two branches of one church there's like the east side and then the west side in Topeka and so Westboro was like the west Branch of this church. I always wondered why it um, had that name. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I was like, what, where does this name come from? So I think quickly his like, his preaching got like too extreme for the original congregation. And so the churches split. And then Westboro Baptist Church, like, I don't know if it was a gradual thing. It probably was, but like i said now it's it's pretty much only the phelps family that's a part of it the phelps family is huge though (laughs) i don't remember how many kids fred phelps had but one of his daughters is megan's mom and megan has 10 siblings oh wow And i think her mom probably had about as many siblings too so it's like it's a huge family but this church is this family (laughs) It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, they're known for being, like, a hate group and stuff. That, like, started kind of in the 80s, I believe. It's gotten just, like, progressively worse and worse. Just a couple things that they believe because it, like, is kind of relevant to the story. They are Christians, like I said, but they're, like, super extreme. It was really interesting to read, like, different Bible verses that they use to... Validate like what they're doing because they're like Bible verses that I've also read, but they're taking it in a completely different context. It's like, oh, interesting. (laughs) Um, to like validate them, like being hateful towards other people, they believe in predestination. Which, if you don't know what that means, that like God has chosen a select few people that will make it to heaven, and everyone else is damned to hell, and they believe. That, like, it's their duty to tell the sinners that what they're doing is sinful and that they're going to hell. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Like, reading about their philosophy and stuff, I was like, this is so backwards to me. But literally the people growing up in this, like, extremist religion, this is all they know. So it makes sense to them. Like, Mm -hmm. Megan, who wrote this book, is a grandchild of fred so like her mom believes all this stuff and her grandpa believes all this stuff all of her aunts and uncles all of her cousins like they don't know any other way and so they're like oh yeah of course we have to stand with signs on the street with signs that say like god hates fags because we need to like let the world know that this is not okay and it's like uh, (laughs) they're just like living in an alternate reality yeah that mentality wow it's it's really it's really interesting to like read about someone's experience like on the inside and then kind of deciding to leave and realizing like oh my gosh (laughs) I was basically brainwashed it's like it's like kind of the classic like cult story of someone leaving and being like oh my gosh like all of a sudden I like saw from the outside like what was happening Mm -hmm. on the inside A lot of, like, the church's foundation is based on kind of cult-type mentality. Like, you're not supposed to question authority. Like, you're just supposed to believe that, like, your parents and the elders of the church are correct and what they say goes. And if you question anything, then that's, like, sin in you Mm -hmm. that needs to be, like, dealt with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's why—that's, like, how people get stuck in stuff like this is that— they're taught like if you question anything, that is doubt in yourself and that needs to be like suppressed. There's a lot of stuff about like feelings can't be trusted. If you like wow. feel a certain way, it's like you know, that's that's like of the world or whatever, that's not of God. You can't like they're taught like not to trust themselves, not to trust their feelings, not to trust their own gut. Like, <laughs> and that's like yeah. how cults. thrive basically (laughs) to just do as you're told like no matter what and so she kind of starts so she Megan the author grows up in this family in this church like I said she like this family is really intelligent which surprised me I think they could they can kind of come off and she talks about this in the book like a lot of people assume that they're like hillbillies who live in the middle of mm-hmm. nowhere don't like aren't super educated and stuff but most of her family members are have gone to law school like oh, almost wow. all of them are lawyers they have like a side business that's oh. like a law practice just hmm. super weird um, wow. <laughs> she went to college it was interesting reading about like her schooling experience because they all like go to public school and like they're taught like not really be friends with the school like other kids in their classes like don't trust them they may tell you things that like don't align with you know our beliefs and stuff but you know act Mm -hmm. nice towards them (laughs) Like, (laughs) like super strange she like goes to college and she ends up like working I think in her family's like law practice and she is also kind of doing publicity for the westboro baptist church primarily on twitter so that's why it's called unfollow because she was like one of the twitter like representatives of the church Hmm. she like in her late 20s she's like constantly on twitter and this is a big part of the book talking about talking to other people like kind of defending what they're doing to other people online oh Um, i'm sure
2: fighting everyone
1: Yeah, and so what starts to happen, I think, is, like, she starts to question a couple things. The church gets more and more extreme, and I think—I don't remember exactly what the tipping point was for her, but she kind of starts to, like, realize these doubts in herself, and then she's like, wait, why are we doing—you know, if if the Bible says that we're supposed to, like, love our neighbor and stuff, like, why are we doing—like, they're justifying some things with Bible verses, but then, like, (laughs) not— like fully listening to like what yeah. some of the bible verses are saying and stuff picking and picking and choosing. I think exactly. And I think for a while I mean they're kind of taught that like these things that like don't make sense in your head like you know, it's just because you don't know. You don't like understand what's happening like these contradictory like seemingly things are like I said like the doubt in you is is what's wrong with you and I think she was finally kind of waking up to like this doubt inside of her and she's like wait why are we doing this and like compare and also talking to people online like in a really loving way I think there were some some there were people obviously attacking her on Twitter and their family but there were also some people like genuinely concerned for her and her well-being which is really interesting the Mm -hmm. internet world Mm -hmm. is really interesting but like I think people were kind of like in a loving way like questioning some of her ideas like in a language that she could understand if that makes Mm -hmm. sense and so she kind of slowly started to like wake up to like wait what is happening (laughs) why like I'm in this family that's saying that, like, what we say is right and everyone else is wrong. But who said that what we're saying is right? Like, she finally was, like, kind of waking up to all these things. And she sat with that for a long time because she, like, couldn't decide if she was going to leave the church and thus her family. She had had family members leave like, before, and they're basically, Mm. like, written off. They're never to talk to them again. They just, like... Yeah. One of her brothers left eight years before she did, and, like, the way they spoke about her brother leaving was so sad just like he's an evil person he doesn't know what he's doing like we're never to talk to him again and all this stuff and it's like she like didn't want to leave the church because of what she was seeing but things had kind of gotten too bad for her to stay but she also like couldn't imagine leaving her family and i just can't imagine like being up against that decision This is what she wrote about her brother leaving. She said, it did not occur to us to think of his devastation. We couldn't see his terror or his despair or his desperation. It was so much easier to rewrite history and cast him as a villain, to insist that he didn't care about us, that he was a selfish jerk who wanted to only pursue his own lust. We could not imagine that this 19-year-old boy could have a legitimate reason to leave the only church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the world today. So they believe that, like, their church is the only church that is real. (laughs) We could not consider that there was anything truly wrong with us. So it's like this whole idea, like, they could not understand, like, why someone would have, like, a difference of opinion. Like, what they believe is right, and if you don't believe what we believe, then you're wrong, and you must, like, be rid of us or whatever. Yeah. It's so, it's, this story is so crazy. (laughs) It is, it's really heartbreaking. So she finally, she's like sits with it for months. She's like trying to bring it up with some different family members, like in a, in a like kind of a quiet way, just like kind of questioning things like, oh, do you see what's happening here? Like, do do you really think that like this is, you know, biblical or, you know, whatever. She's like Mm. trying She's trying to like change things in a way that like won't immediately just get her cast out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She like starts kind of talking to her sister and then she ends up leaving with her sister, her younger sister, who I think is like eight years younger than her. So she left when she was 28, which feels kind of, she thought that that was kind of old. Her sister left when she was 20. I like, I can't imagine just like, basically being orphaned from your family at age 20 it's super interesting but I think she finally just was like she couldn't stay any longer it's like that idea that Glennon Doyle has talked about where like you can try and like deny your happiness for so long to like keep other people happy but at some point like you're gonna be sacrificing so much of yourself that you can't stay any longer And she just, like, she had to leave. And they, like, they fled. They tried to live in town for a little bit. And then they ended up moving to, I think, South Dakota, like, in the Black Hills area, just to kind of, like, get out of the, get out of, like, they were still seeing their family members and stuff at the grocery store. They, like, just needed to, like, Hmm. get out of that location. And they did, they ended up, like, finding some new friends. Another thing that, Like, the only um, experience she had had with people outside of the church was, like, primarily people attacking the church or, like, not understanding what they were doing or, like, being super judgmental of what she was doing with the church. And so I think she was really afraid, like, how she would be received, like, into the world after leaving the church. Like, yeah, she's, like, leaving everything, basically, every person she's ever known. And going into a big, scary world that she doesn't know anything about. And she ended up being, like, really well-received. And a lot of people were not, like... She was afraid that they'd be, like, I can't believe you stayed so long. Like, all those horrible things you did while you were there. And she... Like, people were just so incredibly nice to her. And it was kind of cool to read about. Like, a lot of people, like, just can't even fathom, like, leaving their family no matter what they believe. So that was... Really interesting to read. She was able to, like, reconnect with some of her long-lost family members, which is kind of cool. Well, oh,
2: that's
1: nice. Like, her grandparents on her one side, she hadn't seen in years, so they got to reconnect, which is really cool. And then the crazy part, I'm just, like, giving it all away because I don't think you guys are going to read this. <laughs> <laughs> At the very end, it's really sad. Her grandpa, who founded the church, got dementia. Oh. And so the church like elders saw that as him being like the disease as like that was sin in him or something like god was like oh, wow. um punishing punish yeah like punishing him by giving him dementia it's like super interesting so they cast him out of the church and so he essentially died alone oh my god in a hospital but Megan and her sister were able to visit him without her aunts and uncles knowing so she was able to see him before he passed. But it's like super sad. Like this church is is so crazy that they will wow. go to like any length. It doesn't matter they will cast out anyone if they don't think that like they're going along with their beliefs. So they even like cast out the founder of the their church. Own yeah, that, that feels like a major karma. Yeah. Yeah, and he died alone and she's like Obviously, she, like, wants to save all of her family. She wants them to understand and see, like, mm-hmm. this is not real and to be able to leave. But there's only so much you can do. <laughs> anyway, it it sounds like it's ongoing, but that is, <laughs> that's the book I read. <laughs> wow. wow. There's so many good points
2: in there. And I love that people, it's just such a good reminder, like, Internet Trolls obviously are all assholes, but, like, it's so easy to get mad at someone over the internet, and, like, it's a nice reminder that, like, she was kind of, like, asking her questions, like, in a nice and polite way, like, helped her come to the realization that, like, oh, maybe I don't know these answers. Maybe I should find more out, or, you know, maybe what I'm doing is wrong.
1: Yeah. It sounds like she had really, like, intelligent conversations online with some people like she never like attacked other people's thoughts and like tried Mm -hmm. to come at it from a very like intellectual point of view and it seems like other people like did that to her too which is kind of interesting to hear.
0: I think that was probably crucial in her feeling empowered to be able to leave her family because had she not had that exposure to other people in school and on that online presence like You literally do not know what the world is like outside Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of your very close circle, you know. And to your point, Jamie, too, it just shows, like, you can have civil discourse online, you Mm -hmm. know. And, you know, sometimes I like reading comments on videos and stuff. And there are people who are truly trying to help, you know. There are definitely trolls and people stirring the pot. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I think there are a lot of people who can really empathize when they see someone... That they're like, oh, girl, no, 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 no. (laughs) You know, but it's also amazing to me that people would be able to kind of bring comments and questions forward that were phrased in a way that kind of led her to do research. And uh, like, you know, in a way Mm -hmm. that was like constructive and helpful without being judgmental,
1: you know? Definitely. Um, It's really interesting. I don't know. I think her story is... It's it's not, like, a commonly known one, obviously. I didn't know anything about it, yeah. but I think she's a really strong individual, and I think mm-hmm. it takes a really unique person to <laughs> just, like, walk away from everything that you've known. But, yeah, but it sounds like she's really created, like, kind of a new family for herself with all these people. Like, a lot of Internet people she had conversations with prior, she, like, was able to connect with after and be like you like you helped me see the, that I needed to leave and actually I didn't I didn't say this part either. There was like one person she consistently spoke to online, this mm. guy. And she like it turned into like a words with friends like friend with mostly texting <laughs> <laughs> like and a little bit of words with friends. Anyway, like he lived in South Dakota too. But in a like opposite sides mm-hmm. of the state, they ended up meeting up, and now they're married. <laughs> hmm. Aww. Um, so <laughs> there are. I was like, when she was talking about it all through the book, because she it's not it's not like a important part of the story. It's just at the right. very end. She's like, oh yeah, I got married to that guy. I was like, this is a catfishing story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> red flags. <laughs> like-
1: yeah. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. But I guess relationships can come out of the internet too Mm, uh,
0: yeah
1: (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure they
0: met up
2: uh, quite a few times before they started dating
1: yeah 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 no it's not it's like it's like a legit marriage
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I just I I personally get skeptical if you if you are in like your whole familial and community that you know is an extremist and like toxic environment And then you end up, like, forming a relationship with this person, like, you know, with the Westboro Baptist. It was
1: many years later. It wasn't like she jumped into this relationship.
0: I understand that. But I think I, I have worries because, you know, when you're in, like, a cultish environment, you have this, like, charismatic leader up top. And then you know i i hear you with not jumping into it but i i get worried about like oh this person that i had this relationship with online like it could kind of manifest in a similar way like i don't know her i don't know that relationship but yeah
1: i I, I didn't i didn't get that feeling at all it's mm-hmm. it doesn't seem that way at all he seems like a really like quiet gentle man <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um it actually it took her years to like even for them that's to even good. like go on a date yeah. yeah i just thought that was really interesting
2: yeah that's cute
1: and kind of sweet <laughs> yeah no i i oh. definitely understand where you're coming from lisa i thought it was a catfishing story for sure but that was like not the main <laughs> point of the book that at the be- very end she was just like oh yeah like we fell in love and we have a mm. girl we have a baby now and you know mm happily ever That'd after. That would be quite the
2: <laughs> plot twist if it's like a cult and <laughs> she then got she catfished. had gotten to a catfish and then, yeah. I you know, know. It's not, it not happens. impossible. No, Though, like, I know. I know, but
1: there are also other good stories out there. Not every story is a catfishing story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, so I recently watched Encanto which is I I would say the latest Disney movie that has come out and came out a couple months ago. Luca maybe came out before it but either way it is about a Colombian family that basically was fleeing some conquistadors at one point and within that struggle the husband of like this family dies to protect the family. Mm-hmm. And out of that pain, this family was blessed with a miracle to protect them. And so all these mountains and, and OK, it's a Disney movie. There's a lot of like <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, not a true
0: story. <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> it's a all true these
2: story.
0: <laughs> true story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all these mountains kind of surround the area where this like traumatic incident happens and this like magical candle appears that just like symbolizes the miracle and a like a home was like sprouted a like magical home like casita was sprouted and so the family has lived there ever since and there've been a couple generations this is all like the beginning like plot of this. So the the mother in the story, she's she's an abuela now. She's a grandmother when you come in. But she had three children and She was like, you know, like running with them when they were like fleeing their hometown. And so each Mm. child, when this miracle started, blessed each one of them with one magical power. And so, yeah, so you have like Peppa who can like, she can control the weather with her emotions. And then you have Bruno who can kind of see into the future. And then you have Quiletta who can heal any, uh, like remedy anything with her cooking. And so, <laughs> when they reach a certain age, it, like they were just like blessed with mm-hmm. this, and they each get a room in the house that's like specially for them and their like magical trait. And then, as they find partners and they have children, each one of those children, at a certain age, gets well, it's kind of like communion almost. But they each get blessed with <laughs> a pre- like a single power for themselves too. Mm-hmm. And so this family ends up looking kind of like royalty Uh, when they were fleeing from the conquistadors like there were other people with them so a town has kind of sprouted around the casita and they have been sharing their gift with the people in the town to help keep it strong and Mm -hmm. so they're really revered highly in the in the public and you know everyone in the town sees them from the outside and just thinks wow they're perfect they're like royalty you know they're so amazing And from the outside, it looks like they're just this really strong, wonderful family. But when you dive into it, you know, it's not quite the case. Like everybody is weighed down with the weight of family reputation and expectations Mm -hmm. and yeah maintaining the status quo you know so you find out within like the intro song as Disney goes that the main character however uh, Mirabelle does not have a power and she is the only person in the dun, bloodline dun, dun, dun. of the family since a miracle has come to be that doesn't have a power and so I won't I will try not to give everything away <laughs> I Are
2: think we it's sure that her mom didn't stray from the marriage. <laughs>
0: wow disney bold choice suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm well yeah so you're you're here and you're like we're like okay why does she not have a power you know and, and you can tell she loves her family so much she's so proud to be a part of the family and she's like trying to help out do her part contribute in the same way that all the other family members are and she's constantly being told like you're doing it wrong like like you're messing up just stay out of the way just let the others do their thing everything needs to go perfectly you know so she's constantly being kind of shoved to the side Mm -hmm. so her cousin Antonio he has his like blessing ceremony uh, Mm -hmm. where he gets his door and he gets his (laughs) he gets his like magic power and everyone is celebrating and abuela is like oh this is such a perfect night everything is perfect blah 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 and mirabel the whole time is just like reliving when she went through it and it didn't go well and the whole like everyone Mm -hmm. was disappointed and sad and she ends up having this vision of the home like falling apart and the candle that is like always at like the center of the home burning brightly like falling out of the window and like everything being destroyed Mm -hmm. and she tries to warn the family and everyone is the abuela is just like you know whatever not like just go back to partying like shush you know yeah um and so she's trying to like figure out what's like what's wrong what was that and in doing so she ends up just getting like more and more in trouble with abuela uh but then you also get to see like The weight that is on all of these different family members. I'll leave the synopsis there, but you know, drama ensues. But she, you start to see her power in a way with how she can kind of relate to her family members and help them be who they truly are versus just being characterized by their one special power and so it, it was a fantastic movie I watched it twice within like a couple of days uh because okay. I thought of, I watched it the first time just to enjoy it you know and then the second time after seeing the ending you know I went back and enjoyed it for a lot of the symbolism and really just appreciated it from a storytelling yeah and like illustrating <laughs> like, all the artistic um reasons behind it but Uh, It's really cute, too, because obviously it's a kid's film, but there's a lot there. And thematically, it's all about like kind of toxic family relationships. And it's not like like Abuela is definitely like the head of the household and she's not doing anything maliciously. Like she's coming from a place of love and trying to protect her family and let like whatever blessings she have be continued down the line, you know, for generations to come. But how it's manifesting is like the family, like everyone feels like they have to be in their roles and no one wants to kind of like if anyone is getting put down or being shunned or anything like no one really feels brave enough to say anything. And it just ends up eroding, you know, the family. And so you you see that dynamic and you also see the process of people feeling isolated within their families, even when they're showing up and trying to be themselves. And, you know, it's really relatable as someone who definitely feels like that oddball so often. And then just Mm -hmm. like seeing it, you know, in a movie where you're like, yeah, like it's sometimes like comments that are really well meaning end up being really damaging in a way, you know, and I think they did a great job of showing that. Mm. And they they carry it well in the music. Shout out to Lim Manuel Miranda. <laughs> and I think even the, the magical like powers that each family mm-hmm. member has helps show the kind of the toxicity of the family. So like that one aunt that was mentioning Tia Peppa who can control the weather with her emotions. The downside of that is that she always has to be happy because if yeah. she's not, and especially at certain moments, it'll rain, it'll hail. Mm-hmm. And so whenever she's not happy, like she gets yelled at and <laughs> she has to yeah. like calm herself, you know? Oh. And then the main character's sisters, Isabella and Luisa. So Isabella is the oldest and she's like the perfect child. She's like mm-hmm. the one that does no wrong And truly, like, Abuela is, like, living vicariously through her, just like, oh, you are this ray of sunshine, like, let me help you live, like, the life I wish I had, you know? Mm -hmm. But what you don't see is, like, she's really, like, she's unhappy, but she's just doing what's being expected of her. And kind of similar to what you mentioned earlier, Lauren, like, she's, like, she was losing herself by just trying to make her grandmother happy, you know? And then Louisa is super strong. Like she's like bodybuilder and she can she can just like lift donkeys up with one hand. And and so you see her like going around the town and they're like, Louisa, like, can you move the church? And she's like, "Okay," And just like picks up the church and moves it. And Like, Louisa, can you like redirect the river? And she's like, "Okay." And so she's having to do. Any request that anyone has, like, mm-hmm. all the hard labor is all the heavy just lifting. on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and because she makes it look so easy, like, no one thinks to really check in with yeah. her or anything. And yeah. she, like, really Aww. keeps, like, whatever pressure she's feeling underneath it all, like, inside, you know. And so then you have like Mirabel, the one that's just like, well, I'm an oddball. And she's I'm just like, yeah. trying to, like, I, yeah, she's just trying to like get to the bottom of things. And without realizing it, she's like helping her sisters, you know, like Louisa will like sing a song about basically like, this is a lot on me. And she's like, wow, that's like more than what you should take on. And then Louisa starts to get progressively like weaker. And, you know, some of it it's like oh this like family miracle like is it fading like people wonder that but at the same time it's more like Louisa realizing that like it is not her responsibility to bear all this weight all the Mm. time you know so Uh, it's so good it's so relatable oh my god oh my god okay and like (laughs) there's this character Bruno and the like the kind of joke during the movie is like we don't talk about Bruno and there's a whole song that's like we don't talk about Bruno but (laughs) and then they just talk about Uh, Bruno like the whole time and he's that classic relative that like people don't really understand and he ends up becoming really distant and spoiler alert like you do meet Bruno at one point during the movie and you see like he loves his family so much But his true self was hurting the family because they didn't understand him. And so he left. Like, he chose to just remove himself from the family. I know. I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. Oh, my God. And they, like, the thing is, like, he doesn't even, like, leave the house. He just hides out in between the walls of the house. There's, like, these crevices. And then he's, like... Yeah and then he's like covering up all the cracks in the house as they're forming like behind the scenes Mm. and it's like oh my god Bruno (laughs) like because his power is that he can like he has visions uh so he can see into the future but people always like just assumed the worst or like didn't understand what the vision meant and so it just caused a lot of like frustration yeah. and people thought he was just like ruining like weddings and stuff when he yeah. was trying to communicate something differently you know so Aww. oh oh my god <laughs> it's so good okay. highly wow. recommend. It's very good. oh my god and one random thing though so Luisa, she has a song in the movie you know dizzy kids movie um <laughs> and she does like tiktok dances in it which when i was watching it the first time i was like wait what like what am i looking at right now and i honestly don't know if i like it or not like it was fine in terms of the animation right. and it's i don't know maybe so if weird. i looked back at like other older kids films like i don't know it was really weird to me <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of weird i know and like yeah, it was it was super weird and, and it like it was a weird, I, I don't have the right term, like, anachronism or something where you kind of, like, pull through, like, this fictional or historical context and, like, throw something in current day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like, which was, yeah. It's not it like there was a cell phone, but, like, she was, like, doing <laughs> things. Like
1: a weird, it, weird. like, jolts you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: what is happening right now? I
0: but I swear, I, like... I want to live in this house it was so cool like one of the the kid Antonio like his magic power is talking to animals and his room is like this like jungle thing with this tree house and he like rides a tiger that takes him to the tree house and like he's it's massive it's just absolutely massive so very imaginative (laughs) I don't want to ruin the ending okay yeah, we really recommend watch it. Don't and ruin can... the end because I actually I won't watch it. I, yeah, I
2: won't. <laughs> Yay! That's I good. had no desire to watch this movie, and now I definitely
0: do. So. Same.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> feel I'd to really. Pull open Disney Plus later.
0: Yeah, I know. I this is definitely ignorant of me, but I I don't know why. But from like trailers or just imagery I saw, I figured it might be similar to Coco.
2: That's exactly I mean, kind that of one. what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, and I haven't seen that not one at either. all. Oh, no. Coco's, Coco's really good. Really
1: cute. But it's not focused into on animated.
0: That's movies, okay, but... you know. You do but you. The,
1: the concept sounds good.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I'm. I'm not really one to like go and rewatch like Little Mermaid or Cinderella like a million times. But I do really have to give it to Disney and Pixar for making some A-plus movies, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Well, I'm also talking about an animated show, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. You don't have to watch it, Lauren, if you don't want to. <laughs> um,
1: I'm not opposed I'm to it. I gonna it's gonna do just like, not something I gravitate
2: towards. Well, really mine's good. not a kid's movie either, and I'm not going to do as great of a job <laughs> as you just did, Lisa. So I just had a recommendation for a show. Because, like, my favorite TV shows are kind of, like, raunchier TV shows. Like, South Park and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, that's what I watch when I just need, like, something to put on in the background. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, like, other people turn to friends. And I do love friends in The Office, but, like, I like rewatching. It's Always Sunny. So, like, that's kind of my, what I like. And so I had just finished a rewatch of It's Always Sunny. And I was, like, looking for something else to watch. And I heard about BoJack Horseman. And I gave it a try. And, like, it wasn't my favorite. I'm not going to lie. I watched the first episode. And I was like, I don't know. I just didn't find it that funny. Sorry. (laughs) I know that a lot of people love that one. But because I tried that, like, Netflix recommended a show to me called Big Mouth. And I had heard of it because it was created by Nick Kroll and like he does a lot of the voices. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had like heard of it, but I don't know. I was kind of like iffy about it, but I watched the first episode and I loved it. And then I like, there's five seasons and I probably watched all five seasons within like two weeks. Wow. They're sense. short episodes and there's only like 12 per season. I'm okay. not too crazy, but like I watched it fast. So uh, highly recommend this show. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, it was created by Nick Kroll, but it was also created by Andrew Goldberg, Mark Levin, and Jennifer Flackett. Um, so basically what it is, is it's like, I mean, it's not based on the truth because it's a, you'll see why in a minute, but like it's, kind of based on andrew and nick grew up together in like suburban westchester new york so it's like kind of based on their childhood friendship and it's just like basically i think they're in like seventh or eighth grade in the show and just like too long didn't read basically it's about going through puberty as, like, a kid and, like, how awkward it is. And oh, gosh, yeah. I think in, like, the first episode, Andrew, who was voiced by John Mulaney, I don't remember, he, like, gets a boner or something, and this, like, thing appears, and it's called the hormone monster. Um, So each person, when they're going through puberty, have their own hormone monster. Oh, my god. And it's just, like, this, like, raunchy, like, horny hormone monster that follows them around and like tells them what to do and like tries to talk them into doing things and I don't know it's just really funny so I don't know it's just a great show it's like really relatable I mean not present day but like looking back at junior high and just like laughing at all the awkwardness and it's definitely based I would say it's for an older audience like I don't think it's actually for seventh graders I mean they I don't know what kids want. I like loved Ed Ed and Eddie when I was like 10 like I'm sure children love this but like
0: you know I enjoyed it a lot
2: (laughs) I don't even know so (laughs) I'm sure a child could watch this and love it but it's definitely like a little raunchier yeah it's about puberty um it's really like sex positive and it just oh god I just love it so much i don't really know what else to say other than like it's really funny um and it's got a great cast so the cast is nick kroll jesse klein jenny slate jason manzoukas john Mullaney, and maya rudolph and jordan peele do like most of the voices very so it's, like, solid great cast solid cast and they hit some like really heavy topics they hit on like shame anxiety depression there's a couple african-american characters and they talk about code switching and it's just like a lot of heavier topics but really funny throughout i don't know i just want everyone to watch it i don't know how else (laughs) to talk about (laughs) other than it's amazing and i'm glad i gave it a shot because highly
0: recommend it just makes me think of like a number of shows that have come out in the last I don't know, let's say five years that have been along similar lines. Some, some are animated, some aren't like mm-hmm. pen 15. Like Oh, that's, they, that's you know. exactly
2: what I was thinking about. They actually do a crossover episode with pen 15 where like, <laughs> um, shoot. I can't remember the name of the girls. The two girls in pen 15, like voice their own characters and then like come in as like characters and like Andrew and Nick try to date them. And it's like a thing. It's really funny. But, yeah, it's, like, really similar. I would say it's, like, Pen15, but animated and for both men and women. Not that Pen15's not, but, like, it goes, it centers on both the, like, Nick and Andrew, but it also centers on, like, some of the female characters Mm -hmm. as well going through that side of
0: periods and stuff. That's awesome because, like, Pen15 is not animated. So (laughs) the idea that they, like, made animated characters for that crossover, that's great. Yeah, you just, I think it's great. I feel like when we were coming up in the world, what you'd see for like covering puberty and different things about it were really single dimension, like single episodes of TV shows. And I just think the shows that are trying to focus on puberty right now and that age group in general are just hitting so many more dimensions and some of like the totally normal, but not super mainstream feelings that people go through or experiences mm-hmm. they have, you know, mm-hmm. I Absolutely. love it. Yeah. Kind of same with sex education, you know, just mm-hmm. really helping the conversation yeah. along. That you That know?
1: generation really. is going to be so well integrated.
0: <laughs> For I <real>. know.
2: <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I knew none of this stuff growing up. I mean like, mm. well, we just didn't talk about it. Like you know that You just don't talk about it. The end. Like, yeah, it's like. Let uh, alone have five uh, seasons of a
0: show about it,
2: right? Exactly. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah, that's well, all I really got. Go watch it. Give I it did try. end
0: up watching. I think one episode of that. Once you mentioned the hormone monster, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. It was but, a very weird show. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, definitely like. Acquired taste, but if you're into it, like it's a good mm-hmm. pick. Isn't isn't there like a what a basketball coach that's like really struggling at coach first? Coach Steve, that, yeah, yeah, he's like, really phoned it in. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I do love Coach Steve.
1: Nice, but yeah, cool, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've been riding the bus lately with mostly a lot of high schoolers get on my bus. To go home and sometimes junior hires so I've been like
2: oh wow high schoolers take like the bus home
1: wow yeah my bus rides by high school so that's how they get to and fro I don't think I've
2: ever seen a child on the bus (laughs) a child (laughs)
1: yeah just hearing their conversations I'm like thrown back into like (laughs) middle school high school like anxiety and I'm like oh oh my god what's What's happening? Does yeah. you like me? And then I'm like, Lauren, you're 29. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> well, you were like saying it the other day. You're like, how did we take like seven classes at one time? Oh, you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, working college applications or just the myriad of things you needed to do to look Ext- competitive on your yes. application.
1: All the extracurriculars. <laughs> like, I don't know how we got seven classes worth of homework done and all the other stuff on top. Like, and I didn't even take sports. <laughs> take yeah. sports. That on top of it. I don't know.
2: I literally have no idea how I did it.
1: It's crazy. But yeah, like shows about high schoolers and then being like around high schoolers and stuff. I'm like, wow, you guys.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know how you're doing it. (laughs) I'm still really intimidated by high schoolers that are like Ivy bound where they're just like on top of everything. They're president of like a bazillion clubs and are like going out and seeing friends. I'm like, you are next level human. (laughs) I don't know i'm amazed
1: i just like i forget that i'm not in high school like when i'm around other high school i like just get yeah. that like high school anxiety <laughs> again and i'm just like yes. the awkward shy girl social like, anxiety <laughs> yeah don't look I need at my to get out, out of here, here. <laughs> <laughs> don't pick on me don't- yeah Go wow on. also The ones on the bus today were being so mean to each other. I just wanted to... I did turn around at one point and, like, look at them. Mm,
0: That's Seattle, Sarah. (laughs) I just
1: wanted to be like, guys, be good to each other. Like, there is not enough time in the world to be, like, mean to each other. And you are going to ruin each other's lives if you continue to say these horrible things. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: just like, guys, I'm tired and... You're not going to have enough energy in like a couple years to handle all this.
1: Just stop <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. No. Or like, you won't be friends with any of these people in 10 years. So just like calm down. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. God. I don't know. It was stressing me out today. <laughs> anyway, uh, relatable. <laughs> yeah. The hormone monster sounds um, real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. Well. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatshareadindude.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest or you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at WRDPod. Follow us and stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at TheRealKalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week.